is huge. If you're still struggling with, I don't like to sell. It, uh, it feels icky to me. I am not a salesperson, but you need to fill your event. Well, consider this tactic of switching into a buyer's mindset. I know for my client, they just felt the sense of ease and lightness about the whole experience. How are entrepreneurs like us daring bravely to build a stage, ditch the sweatpants, and step up to the mic? How do we create our own transformative events so we can get our message out into the world in a bigger way that's not only profitable, but it's actually something we can be proud of? That's the question. And the answers are inside this podcast. My name is Sarah Pfeiffer. Welcome to Green Room Central. If you're struggling to fill your event and you need to turn things around, you are in the right place because today we're going to talk about the power of turning your event into application only. So making this strategic shift can instantly fill your event and create an exclusive experience. Let's get started. (laughs) I had a client once who was really, really struggling to fill their event and The event was a retreat type experience where there would be a a distance to travel and a a, almost a week long overnight stay type of experience. And so there's a lot of hurdles to overcome in order to get guests to be able to to register. There was obviously the expense, there was the, the long distance travel and then of course the amount of time they would need to take off from their real lives to pause and be at this retreat. And so I watched this client struggle for months really to fill the event with almost, I think zero people signed up. And we were within a couple months of the event and I noticed things turn around. And it was because they had turned the event into application only. So instead of a traditional sales page, come buy the thing, my client decided to make the event application only. So they have to, the the prospective guests would have to fill out a fairly lengthy application and get approved to join. And that simple act filled the event completely within the span of just a few weeks. And I was so thrilled because I knew this event meant a lot to my client and I knew it was going to be a really transformative experience for the guests. And I thought about afterwards, why did this shift work? And I believe the shift worked because it put my client in a position of power, of being the approver, of being the buyer, not the seller. And so raise your hand if you've ever been afraid of sales and you've felt a little bit standoffish and perhaps not as bold or confident in selling your event as you could be. And so that's what I noticed with this client, that when they were in selling mode, they were feeling 
a sense of being out of integrity uh, because their money mindset, their values around selling were such that it felt pushy to them. It felt icky to them. And so they had a lot tied up in this whole concept of selling. A lot of mindset work that needs to be done. It still needs to be done. But once they shifted to, I'm approving. This is a, I'm, I'm, I'm the buyer. This is application only. I saw a visible shift, massive shift in their mindset and their ability to articulate what, who the event was for and not for and their ability to articulate what the experience was gonna be about, in their confidence in having conversations with people about prospective guests, about the event, it was massive. And it all boils down to shifting from I'm the seller to I'm the buyer. Does that make sense? Are you tracking with me? (laughs) Because this is huge. If you're still struggling with, I don't like to sell. It uh, it feels icky to me. I am not a salesperson, but you need to fill your event. Well, consider this tactic of switching into a buyer's mindset. I know for my client, they just felt this sense of ease and lightness about the whole experience of getting registrants for the event. And... It was really magical for me to watch, for them to be able to step into their power and fill their event and then enjoy the fruits of that labor and having a full room and getting to do the transformative work that they do at these retreats. So it was powerful for me to watch this shift. I, I almost felt like I was working with a different client. And so I offer this up as an idea for you to consider. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the mindset of being the buyer. We're going to talk about setting standards for your guests. And then we're going to also talk about the benefits of using this type of process and mindset when filling your event. So first thing mindset, always be the buyer, and the power of being the buyer. And the first thing I would want to cover under this section is, it really is a mindset, always be the buyer. It's, it's, a, it's a mindset that is not only relevant to event planning, but it's, it's relevant in every aspect of our lives, especially in our our relationships with clients and prospects. And it's important because it it puts you in that place of power and confidence. It it helps you to set standards for and and, and have a clear vision about the type of guests that you want to attract at your event. I think when you act as the buyer rather than the seller, it empowers you to make choices that are aligned with your vision and your values. And I'm going to say that again because that one is important. Underline that one in your journal. When you 
act as the buyer instead of the seller. It empowers you to make choices that are aligned with your vision and your values. I think there's so much confidence that comes from being in that position of approving rather than desperately seeking approval. And I see so many CEOs in this position of desperation when they haven't yet filled their event or they haven't yet gotten to the level of capacity that they had in their mind as their success metric, right? And it's, it's a, it's, it feels like desperation to me and it feels like definitely not a position of power and confidence. And I want to dive into that, that piece about making choices aligned with your values and vision a bit more. And under the heading of standards. So when you're able to establish and articulate your standards, those values, the vision for what you have, for who should be in the room, you know, that is one of the very first pieces uh, inside of Live Event Academy is figuring out who should be in the room. And when we're clear on the vision for who should be in the room and the, the standards surrounding that, it really helps us curate a room that fits together. And we'll get into that a little bit more in a bit. But as we're talking about coming up with that, those values, your vision, your standards, I think a really key piece to journal on will be that alignment with the purpose of your event. Like, why are you hosting this event for your community? And why are you hosting this event for your business? And when you're clear on that, that why times two is what we call it inside Live Event Academy, I think it helps you get more clear on that next piece, which is who, right? Who should be in the room? Because when you know those three things, your why times two and your who, it's so much easier for you to articulate the standards. Like who is this event for and who is it not for? Such a key piece to our sales page, right? Imagine any sales page you've ever landed on, the long form kind, you know, that scrolls forever. And there is a piece on there, right? That says who this is for and who this is not for. And the same holds true for your event. We need to be clear on who it's for and who it's not for. And so I want you to be so clear on your why time two, why times two and your who, so that you're able to pull out the standards that you can be putting on your sales page, the, the filters that you'll put on your application. And I, I was with a, a prospect recently and they wanted to host an event. They were so fired up and jazzed about it. 
they really had a very clear vision for what would happen inside the container of their event. It was was powerful to hear their vision and their enthusiasm, excitement. And the reason why they wanted to do the event was for the, the business was a quick infusion of cash. And they had such a beautiful why for their guests. However, on the sales page, it was really broad. And I could tell instantly, like the moment I landed there, I didn't know who the event was for. And I asked them about it. And they said it was because, I mean, they just wanted to be able to get as many people into the room as possible. And so they had this bigger umbrella, broad sales page. And I said, it really feels like you're speaking to no one because you're speaking to everyone here. And so let's shift and get clearer on the who so that the people say yes to registering. Because right now, no one wants to say yes, and no one had yet. <laughs> no one had registered yet. Because even though the sales page was beautiful, it was just so broad, no one could see themselves at the event. And it was a more, like, it was, it, you could just sense, like, less confidence, more desperation on this sales page because it was so broad. So let's let's move into we've talked about mindset, we've talked about standards. Let's talk a little bit about the benefits of being the buyer. So when we're clear on our standards, we've got our why times two, we've got our who, we're clearly articulating that on the application, on the sales page, in all of our communications. It allows you to be selective about your guests and create a higher quality experience for both the guests and you. And what I mean by that is curating the room, getting the right fit people into the room is where the magic happens. I want you to picture an event that you've gone to where it just felt like you clicked with the people in the room. You were there perhaps by yourself, you didn't know anybody else, yet you still felt like these are my people. I was watching, so while I'm recording this right now, Jesse Itzler is hosting his event, Hell on the Hill in Rome, Georgia. And I was watching his stories and he's, one of the things he did I think on the first day was have everyone in the group. It looks like there's a few hundred there. Everyone raised their hand who came alone and knows no one. And then he had them all stand up and move to a different section of there. They were kind of sitting on a grassy hill and it was pretty powerful because it was a lot of people. And then he painted the vision for how, those people were to like how they 
you know, I remember I always talk to you about the number one question people have in their minds when they're walking into your event is, how do I fit in? Then Jesse painted this beautiful picture of what that looks like. And also, not only what it looks like, but also like what others in the group are, are recommended to do as a means of welcoming, like really creating a community that is welcoming and embracing and laying down kind of the rules of the road for how that creating the container for that for people to feel totally comfortable coming alone and leaving feeling like they found so many new best friends and had an amazing experience where they felt seen and heard and celebrated and as noticing a lot of little things that would that Jesse was saying and his team was doing in order to create that space and I think a big piece of why it works at his events is because it's so clear on who it's for and it really attracts similarly minded people. And so when you're able to curate who's in the room, because you're clear on what this event is and who it's for, you know, all those standards we talked about earlier, it's such a higher quality experience for your guests and for you as the host, because everyone it just gets along better and feels like they click and you are just able to get into this beautiful rhythm and energy and the vibe is just all feels aligned and purposeful and it won't be like that if there are people in the room that aren't a right fit if if you're just kind of like okay, everyone can come, it, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, it's like, let's just get warm bodies in the room. That will not work. <laughs> it just won't. <laughs> because it'll just dilute the experience for everyone in the room. And people won't want to come back. So such a benefit to being in that mindset of buyer from the very beginning. Another benefit is in that, and I, I'm sure you were sensing this is where I'm going next, is that long-term benefit to your community of knowing your events are a place where they feel like they fit in, they feel seen, they feel heard, they feel celebrated, they're with their people. It's so easy to find common ground to talk about, and it's because of those standards and truly cultivating relationships with guests who align with your vision. And it it's magic for creating a community that it supports each other inside and outside the container of your event. And so all year long, they're feeling very connected. And then it only feeds the machine of filling your event because everyone's feeling like not only do I want 
to come and hang out with you, the host, but I want to come and hang out with members of my community. I want to be there because I want to meet all these other awesome people who have similar values, who have a similar vision for where they're going. So it's just so important. And it starts with that. It starts way at the beginning of that mindset that you're the buyer. You're not the seller. And getting into that place of confidence when you're filling your event. And so perhaps it's for you that you try out this application only style. Works great for smaller intimate events. And maybe that's where you're starting. So maybe this is a a thing worth trying. And if application only isn't worth trying for you, given the scale that you're playing at right now, then my ask for you here is how could you be of the mindset of a buyer a little bit more, right? How could you put that buyer's hat on a little bit more than the seller's hat? And what could you tweak or add or improve or refine on your sales page and in your sales email sequence that speaks to the values, the standards, the why times two and the who for who should be in the room. So that's it. That's mindset. That's standards. That's benefits. I hope that hanging out here today has given you some valuable insights on how this strategic shift to application only or simply putting on the buyer's hat and taking off the seller's hat will help you fill your event. I want you to give it a try and tell me how it goes. Drop me a DM on Instagram. I would love to hear. And I wish you an absolutely outstanding rest of the day. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Green Room Central podcast. If you loved this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and post it to Instagram and be sure to tag at Sarah Faithler and let me know why you liked it and what you'd like to hear or who you'd like to hear from in the future. That'll help me know what to create for you. The number one thing I'm asked by CEOs, whether it's their first event or their 20th, is Sarah, how do I get more butts in seats? And so I put together a guide for you. Head over to fillingevents.com for your free copy of 107 Ways to Fill Your Event. I want to help you quickly master event marketing for your events, even if you've never done it before. I've scoured the online business world and found 107 of my favorite strategies working right now to fill your next in-person or virtual event. Create the event promotion plan you need from these easy to implement customizable strategies for free over at fillingevents.com. I appreciate your commitment to leveling up and learning the mindset and strategy of live events. Keep going, keep learning. If you want more, head over to greenroomcentral.com for show notes and all the links from today's episode. 